How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Rip it, Dan. Well, he's already... You're doing the thing again. Yeah, but it is. So, yeah, but I wanted him to rip it. Okay. And so he did, and then I and then he did it. Um, someone found uh, in our Discord that Pete This Out does, like, voiceover work. What, really? Yeah, and so so they were like, we should get... Him we should get him to, like, voiceover? introduce our show. It'd be sweet if he did a rip it, Dan. But I don't know how... I would actually accept that Yeah, I also just don't know... I feel like it's the Star Trek thing, the Prime Directive, right, where you aren't supposed to, like interact if you see like a, a planet of like aliens you have to like stay away from them you know what i mean you have to watch from a distance right so you think you don't want to peel back the curtain no i feel like i've already donated five dollars to his youtube live stream which so. is insane yeah that's probably more than enough right yeah that's yeah. really stupid yeah uh hey friends idiots and friends who are also idiots welcome to the saddest podcast on earth it is uh episode. oh someone said that about it yeah right? someone said we have yeah. the saddest podcast on earth we'll get into that yeah uh, welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode 55. And I've realized that uh, the last few episodes, for whatever reason, I haven't said that I am me. And you haven't said that you are yeah, you. Yeah, we did it on the bonus episode. Yeah, which, where so now we got to bring it are, back. So I'm Stefan. And I'm John. Yeah. So then you know okay. now, like I sound like... Uh, you sound more Canadian I sound like one of the three tenors. Yeah. And Stefan sounds I sound like? like... I have a good voice, I think. Stefan, do you? Yeah, I think I got a good voice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's we can okay. ask our guest. It's Reedy, I'd yeah. say your voice. All right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like R E E D Y. Like Reedy. It's uh it's eleven in the morning. I don't yeah. need to hear that shit. What? What are you gonna do about it? You can't even fucking attack me. You're injured. I you're, know. You're, well, I couldn't attack you before. I no, think, that's so. true. That is a great point. You yeah. are very small and short. Uh our guest, a returning guest, one of the favorites on the program. Oh, yeah. Uh, the list of credits extensive comedian, writer, host of the Bechtel cast and host of the new project. My year in Mensa, Jamie Loftus is here. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, what's up? Oh, you know, just making fun of Stefan for being hurt. Well, there, well, I mean, well-deserved. Hey, I have a, <laughs> I have a, I have a question. I, I just watched the movie. Have you guys seen the movie Jack Frost with Michael Keaton? Is that the one where he turns into the snowman? Yeah, it's, I just finished watching it. And it's, he turns into, he dies and then he turns into a snowman, comes back to life a year later. And then he dies a second time at the end. Like he melts, I guess, or. Yeah. Yeah. He like re-traumatizes his family. They're like just starting to get over it. And then he comes back as a snowman, scares them. And then he dies a second time, like three days later. Is there any like uh, mid or post credit sequence where it's like implies that maybe he's going to come back again and then I guess die a third time? 
I hope so. I hope that it becomes, they, they don't really let on and they never expanded the universe as much as they should have, I feel. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no, I, th- I think it's kind of suggested, you know, he might come back and fuck up. He just wants to make sure his wife never moves on. Yeah. And that his son is just like in, you know, all sorts of therapy until he dies. Right. Did he, he, so how does he die? Does he get hit by like a car or something? Is that how he dies in it? He got loose yeah. on the freeway. Yeah. He, he gets yeah. Well, he drives off of like a mountain road in Colorado. I'm pretty sure he because I thought it was going to be like you see headlights. You're like, oh, he was hit by like an 18 wheeler, but th- that's not what happens. Yeah. He get the, his windshield wipers stop working in a blizzard, and he drives off of a mountain. <laughs> that's like a pretty oh, funny wow. way to go. <laughs> <laughs> he like super dies. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> Like it must have taken, I want, they don't really say, but it's like, they must have taken them like days and days to find his body or figure out what happened to him. Cause he just didn't show up at Christmas. And then they had to have found him at the bottom of a mountain. His oh, body sorry, would right? be, his body would be all mangled too. Yeah. Right? Like a mangled ass body. Maybe that's oh, why he became be a snowman. They had to like, like fatten up. Well, the, that's like, what I was going to say. It would be kind of funny if the snowman's body was also extremely mangled. Oh, like one of the one of yeah. like the Calvin and Hobbes snowmen. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Because he shit. looks like I mean, he looks horrifying, obviously. Yeah, because it's like a snowman who is a man, but he looks like he's he's it's the general like shape of a snowman, right? It's like yeah. the three spheres, yeah. right? Maybe they should have done uh, like the sequel should have been Multiplicity X Jack Frost. Okay, you know how like they always do those collabs, and then it would be like the Jack Frost would keep coming back. Like there'd be like seven of them, so like one would die, they'd be re-traumatized. Then like yeah, eight months later, he comes back. Wife yeah. starts yeah. banging the neighbor, and he's like, "Hey, actually, there's six of me, and I'm watching through the window, and I don't like this very much." But it would t- like it's I'm a snow, but he he's affected by the seasons, I guess. If he melts, that's it, true, right? Yeah. But, so maybe in the spring, he's like uh like um like a forest, like a wooded creature. Oh, some like a sprite, like, of yeah, some kind. like or like some kind of tree, yeah, you know, like a sprigand. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a word I know. Yeah, in the movie, you don't really see you don't see him melt, which I thought you did, but he so he basically bails on his family before he can melt because he's like, well, he's he's around for like three days. He abducts his son, brings his son back to the winter cabin where it's colder, and then he's like, actually. I think I should probably get out of here. And then he turns into Michael Keaton, real Michael Keaton for like a minute, says goodbye to his wife again, and then he disappears. So they don't even like do like a goodbye bang or anything. They don't even kiss. I oh, was, wow. That's astonishing. Yeah. And he's for, he's also killed off. I just, I, this is like in me right now. <laughs> he, he's, he's killed off because he's in a band. Do you remember? He's in a blues band oh called the God. Jack Frost Band. And it's... <laughs> Wait, because his, name is, his is. name is actually Jack Frost, right? His name is, of course, Jack Frost. Yeah. And, and he, his son is Charlie Frost. And But, like, he, he's in a blues band that they do covers. At the beginning, they're doing, like, a Springsteen version of Frosty the Snowman <laughs> as foreshadowing. And... <laughs> Then it's like he gets a big record deal on Christmas Eve and he has to play on Christmas Day. So he bails on his family. His son's really disappointed and his son throws a harmonica at him and it's like, how could you do this? 
he I, doesn't play the guitar or anything. He I, plays the harmonica. I love those record deals that are contingent on you <laughs> playing those packed concerts on Christmas Day. You know, just uh, it was at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and so it was at so the Jewish community center. Yeah. He doesn't even go though. Like he gets halfway there and then he's with his bandmate and he's like, man, this is bullshit. I'm not going to play on Christmas. I'm going to go see my family. And when he's on his way to seeing his family, that's when he drives off the mountain road. So he doesn't even like, he does the right thing. Yeah. He's already made the right choice. He doesn't have to learn his lesson. In yeah, fact, his lesson was that he should have gone to the concert because he wouldn't exactly. have died. If he had loved his family less, he would have been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they that that was definitely something they talked about, like in the script meetings of like, oh, we got to we got to make sure he's on a redemptive arc when he's dying. Like we can't have him. We can't have him driving away from his family when he dies. Oh. It needs to be that he's driving back to his. It's family. just it's so funny that like back then movies like that were considered just like very normal. Yeah. Like, you'd see a trailer so for that and be like, yeah, yeah it looks pretty good. I could, I could see myself going yeah. to see that. And now if you saw that, the whole theater, it would like someone would pull the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> it should be a fucking just chaos, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. There'd be, it'd be so, it'd be the topic of discussion on Twitter yeah. for like a week. Like when I saw, this is a different genre of movie, I guess, but I saw uh, Vice last year in theaters. Oh yeah. The movie about Dick Cheney. Um, and the trailer that played before it. And so keep in mind that this is in uh, a fairly uh, liberal city, Vancouver. Uh, and it was at a theater downtown and it was before the movie vice. And the big trailer that played was, uh, this movie about a kid who gets trapped under some ice and, uh, is down there for like 10 minutes and like meets God and like, and like is in a coma and then comes back to life and is like, I met God. I went to heaven. And it's like a real movie. And the whole theater was just like, what the fuck? Are we in the wrong theater? What is this? <laughs> that sounds cool. That sounds dope. Actually. I would actually kind of like to watch it. It's it's based on a, a true story. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, wait. Isn't there like there's his mom is played by like a really famous lady. I sort of remember. She's this played story. by. I think she's in. Oh, uh, what is there that show, me, there's that show? Know. Like this is us. Right. Oh, yeah. I think she's uh, on that show. Okay. And then I think uh, Topher Grace is in it as well. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. That's when her 14 year old son drowns in a lake. A faithful mother prays for him to come back from the brink of death and be healed. Yeah. Yeah. Topher Grace is in it. Steph Curry produced it. Did he actually? Yeah. (laughs) I just Googled. I just Googled boy trapped under ice movie. And it's definitely (laughs) something people have Googled before it popped right up. Yeah, Steph Curry produced a film about a boy who fell through the wow. ice in yeah, he did. 2015. Okay, yeah. interesting. Wow. Oh, that's it is. Wild. This is us, lady. That's so. Why? You know what? Good for the Christians. Christianity's yeah. back, baby. Why not? Ima- imagine being a Christian and being like uh, very excited for this movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't know what would be worse, like actually being excited for it or having to like pretend that you're like, yeah, this is like this is our uh, Avengers Endgame. Is the movie where the kid drowns and then is like, oh yeah, uh, God is like a pretty cool guy. Uh, hung out with him. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's, 
uh, it's basically the same. Yeah. If it, if this was like if they had movies in the like 1500s, that's what they would all be. Yeah, that's true. I guess. And then Martin right. Luther would be the well, only no, guy except, doing like uh, he would be Martin Luther would be like Martin Scorsese. He'd that, be doing way different shit, and everyone else would be like, ah, just give me the Catholic shit. <laughs> if man. that kid came back to life in the 1500s, they would kill him for being like a wizard, a or heretic. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. He'd yeah. be he'd be dead. No mo. No question. Yeah. I don't know. I was combining most likely or most definitely and no question. Well, it's, it's early. I was like, here, right? yeah. no, well, but I okay. worked out this morning. So theoretically, oh, my brain, look at you. theoretically, my brain should be. Is this because of uh, my knee injury and you're like, you're, you're scared. I'm like, I better strengthen health? it. Well, <laughs> you didn't say that I was going to get hurt on the podcast yet. So I don't have to worry because you've had now a couple. Oh yeah. Nostropodis so, over here. Yeah. So Jamie, what happened was uh, the day before this injury took place. And if our listeners don't know yet, uh, I most likely have a torn ACL uh, from from playing soccer. I yeah. planted my foot and my knee twisted. And I, I heard, heard it was that you got trapped under ice. Oh, God. Uh, and <laughs> uh, the the day before on, on the episode we recorded, I had been talking about how, yeah, I think like soccer has been like really bad for my knees. Like it really, it's not good, you know? Like I'm a little, I'm a little worried. And then earlier this year, on an episode, I bragged about how I hadn't had diarrhea in six months straight. <laughs> and then the next day, I had to take the, the day off work because I was having such bad diarrhea. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what prompted it? Do you know? Oh, I know exactly what it was. I got some fiber cookies from Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, no, I, I need to try some... to have diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. It was very stupid. I, but I, I, I had one cookie, and I thought, okay, well, that there's no way. Like, I'm, I might have a bit of diarrhea from this. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be what happened, which was just like, I, I mean, I don't even know if there's words to describe it. <laughs> well, I, and I hope I there had are. to take. The I fucking, honestly hope there are. I had to call in sick to work. Yeah, that's good enough. That's <laughs> yeah. what you can say. If you had a level that you had to call in sick to work, that's good enough. But that's that also it. says a lot about the shape you're in. That one fiber cookie just ended well, you for 24 so, hours. <laughs> when I, uh, I, I, I wanted to have more of them too because I was like, I want to like, <laughs> I want to get my body used to the fiber cookies because they're healthy, right? And then uh, I asked Irene, I was like, Well, where are the fiber cookies? She's like, I threw them out. Like, are you insane? What is wrong with you? I'm like, why'd you throw them out? And she's, so I haven't learned a, uh, a single lesson <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, well, boy. the question is, are you going to go back to playing soccer after your ACL heals? Probably not. Okay. So you learned that lesson yeah. at least. Well, this is, I think, a better lesson to learn than the diarrhea lesson. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. Yeah. Good work. But I'm podcasting through the pain, you know, I'm podcasting there, on crutches. Very brave. Thank you. You can pull Very up a brave. chair and put your leg up if you need to. No, no, no. I'm okay. You don't even need to elevate your leg. I mean, I guess I could. But. Here's what I'll say to the listeners. Uh, you know, Stefan said all week, oh, I have a torn ACL. You know, he shows up here with crutches, whatever. I mean, he was walking pretty fine. But I had physio wow. yesterday for the fine. first time. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, attached, uh, they attached electrodes to my leg, Jamie. It felt, oh, uh, okay. it, it felt really what is cool. That, what, what does that do? I guess like, it like it so it's it sends like mild shock waves through your leg and it like stimulates the muscles. Oh, um, okay. So I could feel them like twitching. And I guess the idea is because my, my knee is like very swollen, and so it was to get the swelling to go down. And it, it helped a lot. And it made it okay. like because it was very stiff also, so it, it like loosened it up a bit. And uh yeah, I mean it's have you ever had that, John? Have I ever had a torn ACL? Well, have you ever had the electrodes attached to you? Uh, I have a for reason. my for my shoulder okay. for curling. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I got to say, 
It felt pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, well, it it did feel good. I know normally for you, when you twitch, that's how you get your swelling down. Mm, okay. I, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And that could be taken in multiple yeah, multiple it ways. It could, you could just go straight to jacking off, or you the could also streaming. go to your Twitch stream, yeah. which is uh, basically saying that you know the people who watch your Twitch stream are so unattractive to you that if you had a boner before you started doing the stream, it that, would immediately yeah, go down. I mean, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I'm just checking. That's utility bit. Yeah. Thank you. And that's yeah. what I, and that's, you know, that's what I bring to the show as, a, as a professional. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what a lot of people say. Did and you that, see, uh, that was my can opener oh. right there. <laughs> God. Did you see that? Uh, so, I mean, we can get into the, the yeah, big story you had a, of the you week. Had a big, you had a big week this week. Yeah, I got a baby. I mean, I guess we did because I was tagged in a lot of it as well. Yeah. But, it was, but you, did, you did all the bit, but I got a lot of the notifications. It was a good bit. I got a, gr- a great bit. I got a, uh, a Baby Yoda uh, tattoo, and he's drinking a White Claw in the, in the yeah, tattoo. Yeah, so can you explain why you would get such a stupid tattoo? <laughs> okay, I don't know how long I can keep this up for. I did not actually get the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe even less. Uh, no, someone posted uh, a picture of a tattoo that they had gotten. And it was it was a very, it's a very bad tattoo. Like, I think there may have been a way to make the tattoo, like, aesthetically pleasing. But it's ugly, though. It's, it's, a, u- it's very ugly. It's a bad tattoo. The problem with the tattoo is that it's old Yoda. <laughs> it, it's not baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is smooth and doesn't have wrinkles like that. That's old Yoda. Yeah. So, yeah, the guy who did the tattoo looks like he's never seen Yoda or White Claw. Well, so he's a marketing guy, which yeah. is not I don't so I mean the artist, I mean the artist. Uh, right. No, but but what I'm saying about about the guy who got the tattoo being a marketing guy is that it's a very cynical attempt to go viral and get free stuff as evidenced by uh if you look at uh you don't have to bring him up Dan. I mean his the timeline is uh you know but um, there's a lot of uh, replies underneath his own tweets where it's like, hey, at White Claw, hey, at Star Wars, like, how about some free stuff, you know? And he's done that like uh, five or six times. And it's so embarrassing. It is. It is. Yeah. Like, at, at, at the very least, like, getting the tattoo is bad enough, but don't go out there begging for the free stuff. Like, let that come to you. Also, it's just like, what is he? He wants like a free case of White Claw. Like, is that the end game? I mean, to save fourteen dollars. Well, the thing is, we don't have White Claw in Canada, so uh, okay. I, I, I sort of understand that side of it. But then, what confuses me even more is that because we don't have it in Canada, and he lives in Toronto, like he's not he's going off White Claw as like a pop culture thing, and not I'm guessing not as a thing he like actually really enjoys and likes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's yeah. not like he can just go down to the liquor store on the weekend and, and get White Claw. You so know? it's possible he's never had a White Claw at yeah. all. I mean, my my guess is, oh, there's your cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just <laughs> made a fucking break for it. <laughs> my guess is he's had uh, White Claw like twice, maybe. I've had it before when I when I was down in L.A. and it's it's OK. It's uh, fine. Yeah. And, and it's a big like it is a big like pop culture thing now. Uh, and obviously so is baby Yoda. But to me, this is like a very <laughs> cynical attempt to just go like extremely viral. Uh, and so that's why I just stole his post verbatim and yeah. pretended it was me. Trying to imagine that there's a guy out there that has like uh, young Anakin Skywalker drinking a Zima. <laughs> Every like, trilogy has this exact yeah, yeah. in 2019. And it's he's casting like, oh, a shadow, <laughs> and there's Darth Vader behind him drinking some like regular wine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I stole the post because I've done this bit before where 
um, I'll see a, a very bad viral post. Uh, like there was the Avengers one where it was uh, this like youth pastor uh, tweeted uh, like, hey, Avengers, like we could use your help down at uh, uh, Pennsylvania Avenue to take on the orange monster in the White House. Like Spider-Man, get over uh-huh. here. Hashtag Avengers Endgame trailer. And I just like stole that uh word for word and then posted it and then he got really mad and his followers got really mad at me and the the best thing you can reply in that case is like uh do you not know how time zones work and it just drives <laughs> them completely insane and it is so funny uh and i've talked about this before like our friend cj has the bit and this is sort of a similar thing where if you if it's very obvious that you are wrong or that you stole it or or whatever because like it's extremely obvious that i stole the tattoo thing because it's a picture of him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the times it's it was posted like two hours later right um but the fun just deny just be like no no this is mine and just say that over and over and over again and i legitimately they don't get it and it's well, so I think funny. it's like if you're the type of person who would get this tattoo you're the type of person who can get sucked in online so easily like yeah all that has to happen in this scenario if you're this guy is just like never don't say anything just ignore me just ignore just you just ignore me people might tell everyone. laugh at you and he's just like <laughs> what i think happened is like he got mad because of what you said like it was a very cynical attempt at getting attention and in a way like you st- you stole a bunch of his clout a bunch of his attention like he wanted yeah. to control the narrative of like i got this sweet tattoo it's all about me whatever he paid X hundreds of dollars to get this it was fucking three hundred dollars, I think. Absolutely stupid tattoo, uh. and then you come in and you're like, "Hey, uh, those hundred clout points you have, I'm going to steal seventy of them. Go fuck yourself." And then he just like <laughs> couldn't handle that. He was just like, "Oh my god, is this guy going to get the free case of white claw? Yeah, what's going on?" Like, which is just- what he th- he thought I was actually trying to steal his clout, which is very funny. And I just want to. There's one thing that I I noticed that was like very uh, interesting was that. Uh, there was an Entertainment Weekly article written about his tattoo, but it was written no. like it was written like twenty minutes after he posted it, back when it had like seventy retweets. So like, clearly he like knew someone there and like probably like told them in advance, like, "Hey, I'm getting this tattoo. Can you do like a uh. write up about it?" Which is like, how did you make getting a Baby Yoda white claw tattoo like even like more cynical and faker than it already was? You know that he's going to do like a presentation on it at work too. If he's a marketing guy of like how to leverage the moment in your favor, like one of those horrific uh, PowerPoints. He did an interview with some Toronto blog, like on, on the phone where uh, he was basically talking about that. He's like, it costs, you know, it can cost a lot of money to get that many impressions. And like, you know, I spent $300 and got like millions of impressions. And it's like, that's but a for normal way for to think. what? No, nothing. Nothing. Like for nothing. what? He posted it in his Instagram story too. Well, he tagged me in there. Becca looked at <laughs> his Instagram story and he actually screen capped the like Twitter uh, data that said like how many impressions the tweet got. Ew. And it's like, who cares? How could you possibly care about that? Uh, it is such a weird it was such a weird thing. And then we got, well, sorry, you can keep going. I, I, well, I, we can, I, John and I, John had, a, John had a very good idea, um, which was uh, to kind of post some like fake receipts, so to speak. Yeah. So, so I said, I said, Stefan, text me 
and say that you like had this idea that you're going to get a baby Yoda tattoo holding white claw. And then I will screen cap it and post it as though you sent this to me uh, a long time yeah, ago. And I can, I, can read, well, very, I can read the text. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> and I knew that it would be very obvious that it would say like today at 6 2 PM. And then I'm tweeting it at 6 4 PM. Yeah. But like Eddie, yes, but you that's can read. again, part of the joke. And, yeah. and when people don't get that, it, the joke becomes even funnier yeah. but the text was hey man <laughs> i'm thinking about getting a tattoo of baby yoda drinking a white claw and regarding your earlier question about what today's date is it is november 15th 2019 uh <laughs> and that didn't fool anyone but i mean it wasn't supposed no it to. definitely fooled yeah. someone did you not see this whole thread of well no but she didn't it... she didn't fall for it though right oh she absolutely did she? no you're thinking about a different girl oh, there was one girl who absolutely fell for it and i'll show you here uh oh. it was truly wild uh, so let me just wait for these replies to load here. But essentially, uh, this girl wrote, uh, oh, she blocked me. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, no, that's okay. That she, podcast. I mean, she does post a lot of pictures of herself naked, so missing out. But uh, Dan knows. But it was crazy. So she literally tweeted at me. She was like uh, the same kind of thing. Like, oh, this text is obviously fake. Like what? person writes what date it is in their texts like that doesn't make any sense ah uh, you got me so Did i wrote pick again no i i wrote i don't know how to check the date on my phone so stefan <laughs> reminds me he's a good friend like that and then she wrote and then she wrote uh like Oh, what are you talking about? Like you, you clearly have an iPhone on your lock screen. The date is like on your <laughs> lock screen. And, and I just wrote, no, it's not. And then a bunch of people got in the mentions. One of my favorites was, so she was like, all you have to do is hit the power button. On, like she's literally explaining it. It's like, all you have to do is like hit the power button on your phone. And then when you turn your phone back on, the date is underneath the time. So then someone <laughs> replied to her oh, yeah. with, uh, yeah, she wrote, I call bullshit. Almost every phone has the date right on the lock screen and you have an iPhone. So you knew damn well what the date was. This is a farce. And then she said, and then the guy, some guy took a picture of his phone calculator with zero on it. And he wrote, it's a Dan V. And he wrote, I followed your instructions, but I'm not seeing the date. And then she wrote, that's literally your calculator. And he wrote, no, this is from my phone. <laughs> Uh. And then another guy, uh, Eli Estuary, replied, the missing date was a common glitch that impacted many iPhone users in Canada, including my wife. This is real 100%. Uh. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who got in the yeah. replies and there. She, and she never got it. Like, she never, ever got it. Yeah. Like, so many people were just, like, piling on the bit. And she just, I guess she obviously did finally understand Eventually. it was a bit because she blocked it. Yeah, me. and we're going to get to this in, in the social media update later. Um, uh, so I've got some more stuff for that. I just want to say one last thing with the whole Baby Yoda thing. Um, uh, our friend uh, Randall, Randall Colburn mm. from the AV Club. I want to thank him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was great. Because uh, the AV Club wrote up a, a thing about the Baby Yoda tattoo. Um, not really like in favor of it necessarily. More just like, look at this Yeah, because they shit. have their like section of this like great job internet yeah. or whatever, where it's just like, this is what's going viral. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so I DM'd Randall and I was like, do you think you could add an update uh, to the article uh, that says that it's actually my tattoo. <laughs> and so he did that. <laughs> and there's just like a big update. It's like a really long update. And it kind of goes through the yeah. whole like back and forth. Yeah, it was screen capping your tweets, some of my tweets, some people that were piling on. Yeah. 
and, uh, and like came to the conclusion of like, well, it's the internet. Who knows you never who's know. I mean, fake, fake and news, who's real. right? Like, <laughs> it could be either one of them. Maybe fake the timestamps. So, thank you to Randall and the AV Club for that for was outstanding, us out. especially because we didn't even tag the guy in the story or anything. And then he found the AV Club story, and he was like, "What's with this update? I got the tattoo." <laughs> And this was like a full 24 hours later. Like you think at some point. uh, Yeah. And he had people in his mentions being like, dude, this guy is just trolling you. It's not real, whatever. And he, it just still, it was just like, I love it. And I do have one more thing planned for that. uh, That will be coming out on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. So stay tuned for that. Wonderful. Well, <sighs> what a great, uh, we, I mean, yeah, we already kind of dove into our social media, uh, updates we for did, this week, yeah. but it was such a, such a wild time, but we would love to hear from our guest and from everyone else on the show yes. like me. Yeah. Uh, so let's I'm move sorry. on. <laughs> no, no, that's totally great. That was awesome. Uh, let's move on to our social media updates. Jamie's caught in a windstorm, and uh, it's crazy that she's doing this podcast in the middle. Of it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jamie, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? On my social meds? Uh, let's see. I don't. What is going on on my social media? Really, really uh, nothing special this week. I usually do uh an advent calendar like a themed advent mm. calendar all oh, right you talked about that uh last year on the episode i think yeah, yeah. i'll do it. it it's usually just like people that have been uh canceled or disgraced throughout the year yeah it'll be my advent calendar and then i tried last sunday yeah last sunday was the first of, uh to <laughs> jesus christ uh i to to start a different one, I was going to do one that was kind of just like a, a series of childhood traumas, right? So just 24 childhood traumas. <laughs> right. And then you get a little piece of candy for each trauma. And, but the first one I posted made people so upset. Oh, and no. they were like, delete this. And so I... I oh, no. like, and I was just... I'm like, they're... In a world where I have more energy to double down and commit to it, I would have. But on the first day, I posted this like illustration that I made of like uh, me crying and my my mom yelling, and it was about how my mom had uh, named me after her previous miscarriage, and <laughs> oh. and told me when, and which I think is really funny because <laughs> it is really funny yeah. and. But I just like it wasn't I don't know. Everyone was either really sincerely nice about it. They're like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Or or they said they knew someone had happened to it. Or they're like, Jamie, when you think about it, it's actually kind of a beautiful tribute, don't you think? And then other people like I got DMs and everyone was just really bummed out about it. And I was just, so I I uh I discontinued it. Yeah. I mean twenty three more days of <laughs> Of, of, I know yeah. well, if that's how you're starting too. Yeah. it's almost like it's I feel like if that's the base of the mountain you're about to climb up that's a pretty... you're coming in hot right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it was so I was super bummed because I thought that like I think that's so that's so funny to me but people were like not one person not not a ha not a not a not if, a ha not a law nothing if I saw it I would have lol'd yes. I didn't because uh, obviously I just did when you said that so it's, it's I mean it's it, it's 
an unhinged thing for my mom to have done. And she did it twice too. My brother's same exact shit. Whoa, that's wild. Oh, wow. So did they do the yeah. like uh I mean, we don't have to dig into this if you don't want to, but uh, I still think it's funny. But yeah, no, did, people get upset. But yes, did she do the like? So when she had the miscarriage, like how, when you say she named it, like do what? Like because I I've seen I had a friend who's like they had a stillborn baby, so they were able to sure. like take pictures with the baby and stuff like in the hospital. And then they were like, they gave the baby a name and whatever, even though the baby had died on the, in the delivery process. So like when she, when you say she named it, like what happened? (laughs) Is that a weird question? I feel like, no, we got, so, so to get into the weeds. uh, (laughs) uh, So technically we've got one stillborn, one miscarriage. Okay. Okay. Right. But it was like a late term, like it was a, it was enough of a baby when it was stillborn that my mom was like, gotcha, classic Matthew, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so there is Matthew. And then the second one, so it's, it's my middle name, but it's still like a part. So it's like Matthew and Bethany. And those are me and my brother's middle names. And we didn't like, she lied about it for a while. And, but then on like mother's day, when I was eight, my grandma who I think was like drunk. She was just like, well, I think it's very disturbing what your mother did. <laughs> and, I, and I like, <laughs> it may, you know, bring about a sort of uh, a curse or a hex or whatever. And, she, and I, I was like, Oh, I didn't know what that meant. And, and, so then my mom was like, yeah, there's the 1987 and 1988 was a rough time. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I got really into it and I wanted to, like, make her feel better. So I started drawing these family portraits of, like, me, my mom, my dad, my brother, and then, like, two angel teenagers <laughs> and <laughs> in art class. And anyways, I got I was I was like I was. I wasn't even that bummed about it. I was like, oh, I have a teen sister who's an angel. And then I just drew a bunch of fan art. It does kind of sound like the premise of a show that would be on like the Hallmark channel or something like that. I'm just like teen angel. The first season, you don't really know why this girl has a particular angel then it gets sort of revealed like, oh, that was actually my sister. Yeah. Like, Sweeps week, they bring the kid who was trapped under the ice onto the show. <laughs> yeah, it's a combo. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, that is like, so did people get mad? Because I do know, especially in our current online culture, like were people getting like triggered by it or they were just like, this is a bad idea mm-hmm. or this bummed me out? Like, was it a, were people being specific of like, oh, like, you know, my parents went through that or whatever. You shouldn't be talking about this. Or what was the no, discourse? It was I was I feel like it would have been a little bit more fun if it was just anger of people being like, this is fucked up to do. Yeah. But it was just like it was so I got so much empathy for people. Like it just felt wrong to keep going because they were just like, that sounds like a really tough thing to go through. I can't imagine you were eight years old. Wow, that's tough. And like just was met with like love and understanding. I was like, well, that's, you know, that's no fun. <laughs> and, like, so if, if people were like pissed off or thought it was funny, then I would have, but it was yeah. just, people were so gentle and nice about it. It was yeah. like one of those weird internet things where, yeah, it just like got a bunch of likes, but it was mostly just replies of just like, Oh my God, I can't, 
Wow. And it's tough to get good content out of empathy. Like empathy is a good thing, but it's not good for content, I would say. True. Yeah. And just thinking about, I was like, and if that's setting the tone to get that kind of like kind, sweet feedback for 23 more days, I don't, it it would have been bad. It would have been uncomfortable. I would be so cynical so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think too, you, you, cause then you don't want to lose control of the narrative of like, then people start to think like, Oh, is Jamie just doing like a 24 days of sympathy tour, like kind of thing, right. you know, where then you, you know, and then what I would have done eventually is just start making shit up. Once I ran out of stuff from, <laughs> and I would have like made up traumatic things that hadn't happened. And I, it just, it just became clear for moment one that any version of the plan was not going to yeah. either make me look like a huge dick or it would have just been this slow public unraveling of everything <laughs> bad that's ever happened to yeah. me. <laughs> but oh, I got boy. I have a little tree that where I put the cartoons of wait, I'll grab it. <laughs> that you were gonna do? <laughs> yeah. This well, these are all related to the uh these are all related to the miscarriage where there's like me finding out from my grandma and then there's my mom showing me the pictures of the oh, stillbirth. <laughs> The family, like I had a whole fucking plan. I was ready. Um, but you know, that's best so laid good. Plans. It's not, I just have the new decoration. Yeah. It's a very nice decoration. Yeah. Great tree. Wow. Great, great plan. I mean, I, I think, uh, I'm glad you got to talk about it on our show and you got a little bit more mileage out of what I think was a great, <laughs> was a great idea. Yeah. It was Absolutely. maybe maybe I'll try try it again next year. But yeah, this this year it's a you know still stillborn plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Sometimes yeah. the best laid plans yeah. become teen angels. Uh, they, Steph- get, they get almost all the way there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, what's what's going on on your social well, media? Okay, so yeah, we are going back to uh, the the Yoda. Uh, tattoo story and what I've done yeah. here uh, our friends over at your Kickstarter sucks have a game they like to play called real or fake uh, which is where uh, Jesse will read uh, 10 Kickstarter ideas right. and, and five of them will be real and five will be fake and Mike has to figure out which ones are real remember and last time we played something like this on the show and then we had people like actually be say like oh you're copying your Kickstarter sucks yeah. it's like I know it'll happen yeah, again yeah we're, yeah we're copying them. I have Jesse's blessing for this we're gonna do the uh, we're gonna th- just stay tuned for the six pack <laughs> so <laughs> what what I have done is I because uh, one thing that was very funny the angry replies I was getting were their uh, Twitter bios Oh uh, yeah, some very very good bios in there. So what I've done is I have uh, I have six uh, real bios, okay, and I have five uh, fake bios, okay. And I'm going to read them to you guys, and you have to determine if they are real or if they are fake, okay. And I I will start out with uh, a pretty easy one, I think, okay. Okay, I like dorky things. Hashtag technology. Hashtag gaming. Hashtag Canada. Hashtag resist. <laughs> that's real because i saw that i saw that one okay jamie you that sounds get real unfortunately yeah that one is real yeah uh, hashtag canada yeah. yeah the hashtag resist is good too yeah uh okay uh it's getting a bit tougher now okay christian hubby father graphic designer freelance artist i draw things like to snack and very sarcastic oh god fake i'll say i'm gonna say that's also real that is real. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I mean, it could be. The thing is, there are so many people, and we've talked about like the sports guy Twitter phenomenon yeah. where their bio is just like a list of sports teams. I feel like you can almost make any sort of list and it sounds like a Twitter bio. Yes. Like unless it's like, but like when it's like actual things, you know, like love hats, love my dog, yeah. hate cats, love <laughs> technology. There's a lot like, of bios like yeah. that. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Semi-professional welder. Welding Florida's Rookie of the Year 2011. If I'm not on here, I'm probably welding. My mom blew up in the Challenger explosion. I'm going to go ahead and say that's fake. It's fake. Uh, yeah, that one is fake. The Florida Welding Rookie of the Year. Pretty good. Uh, homo sapien of the female variety. Spend my days making bullet holes in all the wrong people. FX artist and film connoisseur. I'm saying that's real. Yeah. That one is real. <laughs> yeah. Bullet holes in all the wrong people. Okay. <laughs> you guys are doing pretty well, I think. I'm perfect so yeah. far. Uh, okay, here we go. Edmonton Oilers, Kelowna Rockets, pretty good wakeboarder, even better dad. Mastermind, mastermind behind the bombing of the USS Cole. <laughs> <laughs> fake. Yeah, that's fake. Uh, that fake. one is real, actually. <laughs> Uh, okay. Photographer. My beard is a cleric. Hufflepuff. Tweets are my own. Lover of all humans. Uh, that's real. Yeah. And you, did he take out the part where he said he was an ally to LGBT and POC? I, no, actually, oh, I didn't, I didn't. That's at the end there. That yeah. was my favorite yeah. one. That guy was a piece of shit and he was in my replies. He was uh, very mean. Saying that you were a farce. Yeah. He's very mean for a lover of all humans. Yeah. And I just liked that he put that in his Twitter bio, ally of LGBT slash POC. Yeah. If you have to say it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, it's like the people who wear, uh, I've seen buttons around where people will wear these, but you know, there's like the ally buttons, which are fine. What, you know, they got like a rainbow and they say ally on them. I've seen ones that say straight ally on them, which is like a really weird, like, I feel like, the intention, I guess, is the like, yeah, I'm I'm like, you know, I think other straight people should also be allies. I feel like it's like the same intention as like putting pronouns in your Twitter bio is like the idea that even if you're straight and you're gender binary, you're just like encouraging people who are maybe non-binary to that. It doesn't seem like such an abnormal thing to put your pronouns in your bio. I think that's the intention, but it seems weird that you would clarify that you're straight. Just like I'm an ally, but also I would never do this. Yeah. I just want to make it clear <laughs> that I would never, I would never do this. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I really like it, but I am an ally. I do. The have... other funny thing about that guy, sorry to interrupt yes. again, that guy's name, he was very funny. Cause he was, he was one of those guys who was shitting on me for being a comedian. Cause that's like a thing that people will do. If you have uh, like comedian in your bio, they'll just be like, oh, some comedian you are like, oh, you think this is a uh. joke? Like, what, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote uh, he wrote something like, oh, this is worse uh, material than Dane Cook, or this is like retread material, worse retread material than Dane Cook or something. And his Twitter name is Joey Bag of Donuts. And so someone wrote. I wish I could remember who it was, but shout out. I, I know they're a listener of the show, so shout out to you for doing this. They're like, uh, it, it, they're like, oh yeah, really, uh, you know, you're really great job saying that this is like Dane Cook when you're using a 10 year old joke from a Mike Birbiglia special as your Twitter <laughs> name. <laughs> and then he was like, and then he just wrote touche. And then he backed out of my mentions well, after that. I so, mean, fair enough. Yeah. Respect to knowing when, when you've been beaten. I do have some more bios here. Sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, Bears beats Battlestar Galactica, retweeted no. by Slobodan Milosevic on October 12, 2017. <laughs> that's real. And that's Yeah, that one's also that's real. definitely that's, real. That's real, too. Uh, lo- <laughs> love Yourself, marketing manager at Spin Master, Fug Daddy at Fugglers, creator Brockstar Gaming. I talk games, TV, tech, toys, fashion. Rest in peace to the dinosaurs. That's Brock McLaughlin. Yeah, that's the guy who got the tattoo. <clears throat> yeah. So Brock's, oh Brockstar, yeah. Brockstar Gaming. And have you seen those Fuggles Brockstar. or Fugglers or whatever? The Fuggles are the, so, they're like Furbies, but they have like human, human teeth. teeth. Yeah, that's his. And I believe he owns it because he <laughs> tweeted about it. Becca found or sorry, Instagram. He has this long caption. I'll post it in the discord and I'll send it to you. It's extremely funny when he like launched this like Fugglers stuffed animal line it was like three paragraph caption about how this is like his life's passion and all this shit. i, I do need to see that uh okay we've got, we have a couple more here content creator covering tech brands and conferences via microblogging by capturing unique moments through john captures i think it's real fake it's real john that one is real that one john is from john captures? captures i guess his name is john Oh, John I think he might have a website called John Cash. Jesus. I, I, what I thought it was was it was a, a photographer from Philadelphia. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's very good. Thank you. Okay, we got it. We got two more here. Twitch streamer, Fortnite player, rest in peace, Harambe, ruled not criminally responsible for killing and eating a man on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> that's fake. Fake. Yeah, that one is that one is fake. <laughs> I have one more here. Uh, here we go. Dad, gamer, artist can only attain orgasm after being hit by a car. I put the ass in JD Power and Associates. My mom was supposed to be on the Challenger space shuttle, but she was tending to me in the hospital after I'd just been run over by a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> Did they have Honda Odysseys at the time of the Challenger explosion? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues that way. <laughs> I think it's over the character limit, too. So That's real, though. That one is real. Yeah, yeah that's that one is definitely one. real. So that's my social media update. Nice Thank work. you guys for playing. I think uh, you all, I think you tied, actually. I lost track. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, great work, Stefan. Uh, <laughs> my social media update, we'll keep it short this week. Uh, this is just a great clip that was making the rounds on Twitter a couple days ago. So uh, for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with Canadian politics... Uh, in Ontario, uh, there was a one day teachers and support staff strike because Doug Ford, the wonderful premier of that province who has the IQ of a potato, uh, has been threatening to cut jobs. Well, what he wants to do is they, 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 in the last contract negotiation, Ontario teachers were able to get the class sizes down to 22. He wants to raise them, raise them to 25. Uh, and just for no reason, like no negotiation, no nothing, just like, yep, we're just making them 25, which would obviously cost thousands of jobs. So they, uh, they had a one day walkout and uh, local news uh, in Toronto, CP 24 interviewed a high school student, 14 year old uh, about this. And, uh, and this is what he had to say about uh, premier Doug Ford. Well, I think Doug Ford is a really stubborn man, and he deserves to go to jail. And so I want to ask you about what they told you inside the school. They just told us that there's going to be no school tomorrow because Doug Ford is having, you know, all the teachers, right? Doug Ford is envisioning in his mind, he's probably thinking about Timmins right now. And I'm probably telling him he is a Timbit himself. Okay. So, yeah, just great stuff. He calls Doug Ford a Timbit, which... And he says he should be in jail. <clears throat> yeah. That fucking rocks. Just a great he kid. He says he's probably at home eating Timbits. And, Jimmy, you know what Timbits are, right? 
No. Timbits are uh, donut I guess, holes. Like Dunkin' Donuts has like oh, the little, yeah, the little, so just like Tim Horton. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Got it. Yeah, so they're a small donut that are the, the donut holes, they're not very if you good. will. No, they're okay, yeah. but they're not great. They used to be better, I yeah. feel. Uh, but yes, so they he just said Doug Ford is probably sitting at home thinking about Timbits, and he is also a Timbit himself. Yeah. <laughs> very, very eloquent. Very eloquent. You love to see it. And one thing I have to say is that as soon as he calls Doug Ford a Timbit, the reporter is like, okay, well, we can't give this kid a live mic anymore. I got to interview the kid standing beside him. And I would just like to say, fuck you to that reporter. Yeah. I wanted to hear <laughs> more. Going. I wanted to hear more from Tim. You can kid. hear him say Timbits earlier when she pulls the mic away too. Yeah. When she's like, well, what did the teachers say? You can hear him in the background be like, uh, he's probably eating Timbits. Yeah. So he was like ready to say it. Great stuff. Yeah. You love Such to see uniquely it. Canadian burn. It really is. Yeah. And it's perfect because he's like, he does seem like he might be thinking about Timbits I, all the time. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and just the way he said it, I think it was like the the way he says, like, even he is a Timbit himself. Yeah. There's just something about the way <laughs> he the says it. Just is gets so good. So good. Uh, yeah. Thank you to so that kid. We stand young King uh, who called Doug Ford a Timbit and uh, <laughs> just fantastic stuff. Keep it going. Like when I was 14, if a mic got put in front of me, it would not have been that good. No, absolutely so not. You gotta, Did you ever get... Did you ever get like interviewed by the news when you were a kid? I did not. Like did I'm trying you? to think. I don't. I, I don't think I did. To be honest. Yeah. Did you, Jamie? I got. Yeah. It's still online somewhere. But it's uh, the Jonas Brothers did a surprise concert in my hometown when I was 15, and I was like the only quoted kid there that was like, I can't believe they came to my town to play softball. It was humiliating. <laughs> That's so good. That sounds great. That rules. I'm. I'm. I was, yeah. I don't I think was I trying ever did. to be like a high school goth though, so it really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't mesh with your overall vibe. No, it oh, wasn't. I the wish Marilyn Manson came instead of the Jonas Brothers. I felt like I'd been caught. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, this is great. And uh, speaking of being caught, let's move on to our yeah. block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts, Blocktail. Woo! No longer can see that post. It's a Blocktail. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a Blocktail. Now, Jamie, uh, I know last time we had you on the show, you were like, I have a list of blocks. I'm going to do them all. And I said, no, please only do you one. So no. we so we can have you back on the show because we knew yes. that we would want to have you back. And now here we are. One year later, the prophecy has come true. We would love to hear about another one of the blocks on your list. And this is probably your most famous block as well. So I'm excited to hear this entire story. Oh, cool. Okay. So I, uh, okay. So my block is Mensa. It's weird. It's kind of like a. am not blocked by the Mensa Twitter account, but I'm blocked by so many people in Mensa <laughs> right. that I feel like it's probably the highest concentration of blocks <laughs> that I have. Yeah. That's so, like being blocked by the organization. If you're blocked oh, by a majority of the organization. 100%. Yeah. Like it's, and it, it fluctuates. Sometimes people decide like just the way that it, works is so bizarre because I don't really interact with anybody but there are occasionally conversations about me being like oh like maybe we should give her a second chance when it's like I haven't done or said anything in months (laughs) 
and they're like, well, what do you think? And and then some people are like, I'll never forgive her. And then others are like, well, we should, we should, it's a difficult political time and we should give Jamie a chance. Maybe what's going on in the inside with her is maybe she's struggling. So anyways, everyone assumes I'm mentally ill and, <laughs> and, and they're, I mean, they're right, but it's not because of that. But yeah. anyway, I, so the, the short version is, uh, like a year and a half ago now, like last summer, I took the Mensa test as like for like an article I was writing, just one of those shitty, okay, that's my dog. Uh, <laughs> one of those like shitty, uh, I, you know, dumb, I went and did this thing for no reason kind yeah. of articles for like a hundred bucks. And, um, so I went and I took it and it was like, it was funny and it just felt like the SATs and the guy giving the test was really intense. And he was talking about like, if you get in, you can come see hereditary with us. If you get it, <laughs> like all this, like just, it meant a lot to him and that was funny. And, but so I took it and I wrote about it. And then two weeks later, I found out that I had gotten in on, they don't tell you by like how much, but it was um, not, it was like a just kind of squeaked in kind of thing. And I think that they just want your money. So they probably let more people in right. than they used to. Uh, but so I, I ended up getting, oh my God, uh, <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up getting in and uh so so once I once I got in, I wrote an article called like uh, "Dumb Sluts Can Get Into Mensa Now," <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and <laughs> so so that was. And at first, it was like fine, whatever. And but then I got like I started getting emails from people, and a lot of them were like, uh, "Hey, it was funny to me, but you have to look out for this." this online group, they don't like to be like, they're not to be trifled with. <laughs> and like, it was, they were just talking about this secret Facebook group. And so I was like, all right. So I checked it out and I like applied for entry. Cause you can't get in without a Mensa membership number. Uh, but I, I applied to get in cause they were saying like, Oh, it's like kind of alt right. It's kind of like, they're very aggressive. They like to go after people. It's just kind of like a very like low humming 4chan kind of vibe. Yeah. And so I joined the group and immediately found this like long post and they, they had tagged me in it several times, uh, even though I wasn't in the group. So when I got in, I like got all these things that were just like <laughs> this dumb fucking slide and blah, blah, blah. Like it was just like hundreds of comments and uh, from this like super active group. And then there was like a, a pretty extensive death threat that I can find, I mean, it's, I have it. Oh my God. Cause I just finished like making a podcast, just like outlining everything that happened, but it was like one long death threat that was saying, uh, I'll see if I can find it. But so I, I like, I think responded to one or two people as like a joke and then, um, stopped responding and just wrote another article um about how they like were they like wanted to kill me um and they freaked out about that as well i posted some of the screenshots of things that they had said to twitter and they thought that i was like trying to dox them even though i was like <laughs> posting death threats that i had received and then i they were like, you're trying to dox us. You're trying to get us hurt. I was like, you threatened to kill me. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was so, okay. So here was the, here was the, 
death threat. Um, it goes, uh, you've met the mild mannered organ repairman of Mensa. He's talking about the test. It, the test guy was an organ repairman. Okay. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a Twitter bio. The mild mannered <laughs> organ repairman of Mensa. Hello, Jamie Loftus. You've met the mild mannered organ repairman of Mensa. Now you have met our criminal element. There are people here who can really hurt you. In your world, that means posting Twitter rants where you're a racist or fake reviews. It means something different here. This is serious. We have men here who have killed. We have those who have served time, one who did the unmentionable and fugitive felons. There was a woman here who pissed a lot of us off a few years ago, and now she's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome here. All dues paid members are, but that's all. Nobody's looking out for your safety. And <sighs> what? So it was a lot of like long winded, bizarro stuff like that. And I just like, Posted it to Twitter, and then they were like, she's trying to dox us. And then I just sort of stopped replying. This replying. is the club where they do brain teasers and see how many triangles are in a triangle, right? <laughs> and also, they're racist. Like, yeah. that's... <laughs> they're, it's it's crazy. And then, insane. like, I, I don't know. It was, like, founded by, like, eugenicists. And they're basically, like, this low-level, like, supremacy. It's the worst. Uh, but so from there, I, like, didn't really say anything after that. Uh, the like president or like the, the someone really high up in Mensa emailed me and was like, I need to talk to you. And she called me and talked to me about like this whole schism that had taken place in Mensa. And there was like a, the reason that there was this unmoderated group because the group that I joined wasn't just like a group full of people in Mensa. It was also like owned by Mensa. And they just didn't care that people were like threatening to kill each other all the time. And they just had this like alt-right group that they owned and operated and they just didn't kind of give a shit about it. And so I, I talked to her then she invited me to go to Santa Barbara or something like that. And she was like, come up to Santa Barbara, which is like not close by. She's like, come up to Santa Barbara and I want you to meet the gang because they were having some meetup. So I met up with them and then I had like a, a meeting with them in a hotel that was like really weird. And they basically were like, yeah, we're never going to shut that group down. Like, it's great. It makes a lot of sense to have like this alt-right <laughs> murder group because engagement is really high in it. And I was like, well, can there be like one rule to just like not threaten to kill each other? And they're like, no. And the, <laughs> So it just like I was getting like more, I don't know, I was like starting to get serious about it because I was just like, why are they being so weird about like, I didn't think anyone was going to kill me, but I was just like, why would they not make that? Like, it's just so weird that they like won't budge on the like no murder rule. Uh, so they were like, no, you don't understand. You have to like come to this big Mensa event and meet us and like talk to us and all this stuff. So they invite me to Arizona on the 4th of July because there's this big um, annual gathering where it's like 2000 people from Mensa go. And they're like, uh, yeah, it's like all these awful uh, like academic meetups and debates, which were terrible. There was a bunch of public screenings of old episodes of the big bang theory of course there was oh. there, that's unbelievable and, and so they were like 
well, you couldn't possibly understand Mensa and like this online group that hates you unless you go to this. And so they were like, kind of, I don't know. It's weird because these are like adult, like people my parents' age, but I felt like they were still kind of trolling me, but they were like 50. So I don't know. But uh, they, so they told me to go to Arizona. So I paid like $650 of my own money to like get tickets to this thing and then like get an Airbnb and get to Arizona. And I was like, fine, I'll, you know, I'll go. And it was just like the, the most bizarre, I was there for three days and three nights. And it like, I went to all of the things. I went to the Big Bang Theory thing. I went to the Jonestown talk. I went to the like debate on like racism and like whether women should be allowed to get abortions or if that oh. right should be revoked. Oh my God. Uh, I went to, there was weirdly a, a one on TV sitcom writing. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll, that, that's my job. I'll, I'll go. And it was like hosted by these like two 85 year old professors at the University of Phoenix. And they were talking about how like they think CSI is actually a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it stands for Comedy Sitcom Incorporated. <laughs> and there, it was just like absurd. And then, but at night, uh, I would get like tagged and stuff. And so, but everyone, the problem with the group besides everything was that <laughs> I knew that there were like extensive conversations going on about how awful I am and how, like, if I go to Arizona, how will people talk to me? Like it was a whole thing. My picture was posted so that if people saw me in at the event, they would like go up to me and be mean to me. But I couldn't see any of the conversations because everyone in the group had blocked me. So it would be like occasionally I would get like a, a like message request from uh, from someone who was like, hey, normally I wouldn't do this because it's a secret group and clearly you've been blocked, but I'm worried about your safety. So just so you know, they're circulating like pictures of you in this group. Oh and I was like, I... So, so I can, I can never see what the plan is, but there's always a plan. And they were, they like had bought their own, um, hotel suite where there was like a, there was like a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump. There was, it was just awful. It was like cartoonishly bad. And they were like, yeah, you get, they kept sending down people to where I was to be like, Jamie, you got to come up to our party. You got to come up. And so I went up two different times and one time a guy kind of flipped out on me and like snuck up behind me and took my phone out of my hand and was like, she's filming us. She's like, (laughs) you know, he was like, (laughs) so he took my phone and then, and then I don't know, someone, they were like, it's fine. It's fine. She's cool. It's fine. And then I like panicked and left. And then there was, and then on the last night, there was a group of like five or six people, all of whom had said some of like the most vile shit that is ever, and it's like, you know, it's the internet people say, but it was like bad, bad stuff. And they all invited me out to go to, um, what is the, do you guys have, it's like a, a, a Scottish Hooters basically. Oh, uh, Tilted Kilt? Tilted Kilt. Yeah. I'd never been to one, but they invited me out to dinner at the Tilted Kilt to like interrogate me, uh, about like, what were my intentions? And so it just turned into this very, very, very long, uh, I don't know. It started as a bit and then I don't really know what it turned into. But after I like went to 
all this shit and I got like my phone taken and I went to these awful parties and the tilted kilt and shit. Then like people slowly started to like unblock me in the group, but also kind of not really. And now they're just, they, it seems like, and I don't know for sure, but like I've seen some of the discussion because now some people are starting to, uh, to like unblock me, but like, they're like, Oh, maybe, maybe she just like really wanted to be friends with us. And like, maybe, I I don't know. It just got very convoluted and bizarre, (laughs) but I'm still, and then there's other people who are like, don't believe her. Don't. Oh, one person is like, don't twist the tail of the dragon. And, <laughs> and then other people were, I mean, it's like, I'm fully the loser in this story. Cause I fucking went to Phoenix. Like they're, <laughs> they're, I fully lose, but they, but they're still like, Oh, maybe she actually wants to, I don't know. It's, it's all very strange, but I'm, I'm looking for like some, so there was, after I went, there was one guy that was there who like took a, a selfie with me while I was while I had like just finished crying because I was like panicked and I was like by myself I was like outside the Sheraton and I like just had a had a quick cry and then he walked up to me he's like hey you're Jamie right can I take a picture with you and I was like okay and so, so there's like it's this collage of this picture of me after I just cried uh, it also includes a picture of a woman I met there who's sent me some pretty brutal stuff, uh, who I went to the tilted kilt with and she's like humping a statue. Uh, there's a picture of someone almost naked in an elevator. And then there's pictures of Winston Churchill, uh, <laughs> Steve Jobs. And then I Hell think yeah. it's, was it William H. Macy who played Vincent Van Gogh? I think it's that. Oh my God. Nice. And then there's a really, really, really long post about how he forgives me, I think, but it ends uh, like, like this. This is, uh, as for leaking our information and using us as your business, Jamie Loftus, I'd not do it anymore if I were you. I'm sure someone in here eats eyeballs and you have beautiful eyes. Um, so that's how he closed it cool. out. Okay. Very that's normal. a super, very normal regular. thing to say. Yeah. yeah, very regular. Who who knows? So so that's kind of uh, that's kind of where it stands. But I'm still blocked by the vast majority of, oh of, of people. Hmm. In this group. What do you think? So you have the podcast about this coming out, right? Yes. Do you think they're going to like that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's, it's very unlikely that yeah. they will like. I try. I mean, I try my best to like be. Cause I don't want it to be a total, like I'm just trolling them yeah, for yeah. no reason. I tried to be kind of like measured in like, there was definitely things I did towards the beginning that I was like, okay, that was like, I was being a dick on purpose, but then like, yeah, I don't know. It, it ends up kind of being a, a weird kind of story. Cause I looked into like what the history of high IQ societies are and then like got into a whole tangent there where like I, the IQ test was like not invented for people to like flex on other people. Like it just all, all this shit. Uh, so, but, but to answer your question, they're not good. No, they're going to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't spell Mensa without men. 
Is that it's true? Yeah. So you know you gotta yeah. you gotta think of that, and we have we have a great listener block. That too. was that's an all time great uh, block tail. Oh, Jamie, absolutely! You. you flew to Phoenix for the block tail. I, I mean, it's un- unbelievable. On the block tail, I love it. I love it, and I'm excited for the podcast. And we have another. Um, we have a we have a great listener block this week because this is also from the men being shitty category. Uh, oh, this great. is from listener. Uh, and she says, "Hi, John and Stefan. Love, love the pod, and eagerly await each new episode. Thank you." Uh, I have a non-traditional block story. She says she's changed a few details, blah, blah. A while ago, I'd been talking with a guy on Tinder for a week or two. He seemed interesting and we had some things in common. His name was Camden. That's been changed. And he invented and sold a special kind of LED jacket for nighttime cyclists. And that's how he made his living. I was reluctant to meet up with this guy because he just gave off a weird vibe. The line between charming asshole and charmless asshole can be so difficult to discern when you're commuting communicating with someone only via text. One night it all became clear to me when Camden announced some childish intentions to troll other women on the app, expecting me to find it cute. When I didn't react the way he wanted, he had a full on meltdown, the likes of which I had never seen. He sent me paragraphs and paragraphs of text, pulling in all sorts of irrelevant details, listing off perceived slights I had made against him in conversations long past and all around just going nuclear. Then beautifully, as if directed by God, he somehow managed to end his tirade with a hilariously angry critique of modern feminism. And that was that. That was the first time I ever had to block or unmatch someone on Tinder after a long period of chatting and even thinking we might meet up. And now she sent a screen cap, which I think is just fantastic. Uh, So this is from uh, Camden to at this point, I felt like you're probably never going to meet up since you deflected multiple times. And I honestly didn't appreciate the insinuation that I have to quote work for your attention or presence. When that happens, I generally just drop a conversation or if I'm actually interested, I'll keep it going, but make it as unserious as possible to see if someone is just being weird about meeting or if they're only talking because they want attention. So yeah, at a certain point, sometimes I intentionally trash a conversation and see what someone's response is. At least I might get some good bits for comedy routines for my roommate or myself. And this guy, this guy sells light up jackets and he's a big psycho. Yeah. Isn't that surprising? Oh my God. So she says, uh, months later, uh, so she said it was the worst experience she's ever had on Tinder. She understands that she's lucky. Other people have had way worse, but this guy was a piece of shit. And of course he's, I bet he's the worst comedian in the world. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> she says months later, I was on a first date and we made a quick stop at my date's house before going out for the night. My date apologized for his messy roommate who wasn't home at the time while I oh, asked no. about different pieces of decor and tried no. to make no, small no, no, talk. No, 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 no. I noticed some kind of stylish men's coats hanging up in the living room. And as an admirer of fashion, I asked what those were. No, no, no. My date pointed to one of the coats and said, that's when that one's mine. Then as if in slow motion, his index finger moved to the other coat and my (laughs) eyes widened as I noticed it had a strip of led lights on the back. That one's my roommates. My date explained. He actually makes these. They're really cool. I could feel all the color drain from my face and I short circuited. I no longer possess the faculties for politeness or tact. I yelled, Oh no, is your roommate named Camden? I live in a fairly big city with lots of young singles who are ready to mingle. I was dazed. What are the chances? I couldn't believe my fate. I explained the situation to my date as best as I could, and he was mostly nice and understanding. He even agreed with me when I called his roommate a shithead who sucks. Though I realized given we were on a date, it was probably in his best interest to placate me. I don't think he fully appreciated the gravity of what I was experiencing. 
Uh, and then long story short, I blocked someone for, yeah. So wow. uh, that's love BB. So maybe we actually have to bleep out when I said her name earlier and she just wants me to say that she's BB because she did also black out her own name in the text. So, well, thank you. BB. So thank you, BB for sending that in. Fantastic. I uh, love to hear any shitty date stories, especially if they're men being shitty. Uh, send them in to uh, if you're a listener and you have a block story you can send it in any type of block story to us at blocked at blockedparty.com. you can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blocked party where five dollars a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every month this month we just did a cameo episode with one of our favorite guests ivan decker uh, we got some cameos from mark mcgrath from eva long and from santa three of our faves and yep. we, we, saw, we saw some truly dreadful cameos as well. Uh, and Ivan uh, said he's still having nightmares about the cock destroyers. Uh, so if you need to know the context of that sentence, uh, you can donate to the show and find out yourself. We've also got a fun listener commissioned bonus episode coming up later this month. And I think we're going to do a mailbag too. Uh, it's going to be a good month. And we also all the video and audio content from when I smoked weed for the first time in my life at age 34 is also up there is also up there now. And you can find that too. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at blocked party pod, and you can rate and review the show on iTunes. It always helps us in the algorithm unless you are this guy. Uh, this was a very fun iTunes review. We got this week from Sergey. Uh, and last week's episode was, of course, we stylize all our episodes with guest versus whoever they were blocked by. Last week, our episode was titled Olivia Stadler versus Chris D'Elia. <laughs> Sergey gives us one star. Uh, Chris D'Elia was not actually on the podcast. <laughs> false advertisement. So thank you, Sergey, I mean, for that review. Yeah, and he's a European guy. So yeah, he's from Norway. So you know, who even knows what the fuck is going on over there? Uh, big Chris D'Elia fans, though, apparently. apparently. But uh, yeah, if you'd like to rate and review the show so that we can cancel out that ridiculous review from Sergey, that would be wonderful. Uh, I like that he said it was false advertising. Like we were out there being like, yeah, yeah. Guess who's on this podcast? One of the worst <laughs> yeah. comedians on earth. Uh, <laughs> now, Jamie, we like to finish the episode with a top three suggested by our guest. Last time, I have to say, you have one of our fa one of my favorite top oh, threes the of all embarrassing time. Embarrassing items household in your items, household. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for us this time around? Oh, okay. Let's see. Um... I probably have accrued more embarrassing items too. <laughs> I'm like, maybe this is just an annual thing. We could do part two. Out. Yeah. I think that there might be. Yeah, I've got some pretty brutal shit in here right now. Uh, okay. So uh, right now, right beside me, uh, number one, uh, it's just three things. Yeah. yeah. So, so do your number do, three do first. Do your number three and, first. And then we'll go and in we'll a go, circle. And we'll and, go in a circle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So number three is going to be this plate with ketchup on it uh, <laughs> been next to me this entire time before you guys called i was eating a bagel uh and i do a everything bagel with cream cheese and tomato and then i get a shitload of ketchup and then i eat it in my bed so that that's item number one that sounds okay. kind of gross i'm gonna be honest with you that it's, sounds like a, a gross food item it's a polarizing order but i i do it seven times a week so i don't know <laughs> okay i don't know what to tell you uh okay number three i'm trying to think of what i said last time because i feel like i could repeat myself one of the things was your uh didn't you have you had a framed photo of something i thought did you I not know. I well so, i don't know number three remember. uh for me probably uh my my big like gaming pc which takes up like a third of my apartment True. like I, yeah. it's 
I enjoy having it. It's good to have, but it's like, it does. I have a very small apartment and it takes up like the majority of the apartment. So right. that is kind of, Oh, you know what it was? I remember, I think yeah. my number one last time was that skateboard I had yes. painted with skater die on it. Yeah. And everyone was debating whether or not that was yes. cool. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely dope. Yeah. Um, okay. Number three. Well, I'll, okay. I'll go in the same vein as you, Stefan, and yeah. I will say my video game shelf in the living room. I think if yeah. Becca, if Becca could get rid of, uh, so we talked about her wanting to get rid of the skateboard, but I think if she could get rid of something else in the home, it would mm-hmm. be, I've got a, I've got a Ikea shelf that has, uh, I have every Nintendo system ever made and I have a bunch of games for each system and that's just in our living room. And I think Becca would love if that was not here. Yeah. Well, cause then that becomes a statement on her as well. And that's not fair. That's exactly, that's exactly right. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> My boyfriend and I are, are moving in together pretty soon and I'm already kind of like trying to trying to make it clear how many DVDs can be out and how many DVDs <laughs> need to be in boxes cuz I don't I just don't it does make me uncomfortable when someone's got too many DVDs this day and age I don't like it. Yeah. And so your boyfriend uh, is he's he's a very DVD on display type of guy. He loves his DVDs. He worked as a trucker when he was like 21 and made like a 10. He just spent all the money on DVDs. So there's like a cutoff of where there stops being like no DVDs past like 2015. And so it's like every every DVD and then a hard stop. I just don't want them out. (laughs) No, that's fair. Okay. What's your number two, Jamie? All right, number two. Well, I'm on video this time, so I can show you. Uh, number two is something that I begged uh, someone who slid into my DMs to mail to me last week. Mm. Uh, it, it's uh, it's a uh, one of the guitars from Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god! It's I not, saw it's that. Just, it's so it's just, good. Isn't it great? It's just plastic, but it was like a really embarrassing series of events that it took to like get it. Where the guy, yeah, like the the guy was like, "Hey, uh, I like I, I work at a Chuck E. Cheese in," and then he said, "Don't say the name of the state if I tell people," but he works at a Chuck E. Cheese, and he's like, "I could take something for you," and then I like made specific request. I got like, got too into it. I like sent him shipping money. I went through all this shit. And then it was plastic. I thought it was going to be a real <laughs> guitar. <laughs> so I Venmoed him like a bunch of money to receive a piece of plastic. But it's it's a I'm 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 proud of it. I like it. It, it is pretty cool. cool yeah, I have to I say, like yeah. Um, but no. you can't play it. See, like I didn't know if the strings were real still, even though it is I know, plastic. I was, yeah. Not even plastic strings. It's all artifice. It really. Uh, I'm glad the animatronics are gone. Fuck them. They weren't even. <laughs> they weren't even playing real ass instruments this whole time. Uh, number two for me is like the classic uh, embarrassing thing for guys to have in their home, and it is bobbleheads. Ooh, and I have, I have a few LA Dodgers bobbleheads. That's really too bad. I got them for free. I got them for free at the game. I didn't buy them. Which I you, think is slightly less embarrassing. I, I got them for well, free at the game. So well, I have but a follow up question. Yes. Uh, did you plan to go on that night because you really wanted a free bobblehead? 
Okay, no further questions. <laughs> uh, yes, I did. And all, and, all, all four nights. And also, the bobbleheads are like you got to wait. You got to go early to make sure you we get have a bobblehead. So early. Yeah, yeah, and then you're carrying around the little box with the bobblehead in them the entire time. Jesus so, Christ! Um, it is a miracle that you have a girlfriend. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and me too. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we both have. Really I mean, you have your board game wall too, right? True, but that's not. That's cool. No, oh, okay. What's your number two? Don't worry about my fucking. <laughs> you bought me. You bought me the stained glass game that you yeah, keep making I, fun of me. I for. bought him a board game where you make a stained glass window using dice. It's a great game. That it's, sounds terrible. It's an awesome game, honestly. If you and your boyfriend were in Vancouver and you came over for a games night with me and Becca, I guarantee you'd both like it. We play the stained glass game. Yeah, we'll play it. It's called Sagrada because it's like you're building a Sagrada a, Familia. Exactly, it's like you're building Love a stained thing. That's wow. what I'm saying. Thank you. Classy. Okay. Respect, respect to the Portuguese. Now, uh, I would say that. Um, it's not embarrassing. And in fact, we're going, we're going out. We've got a little, uh, a, a couple, we're going over to another couple's house tonight and we're, I'm going to bring it. Very nice. So we'll see how they feel. Okay. And I will report okay. back. Okay. <laughs> Number two for me. And this is this. Okay. So I have smoked weed now and uh, that is a thing that I have done. And, and you might do again. Yeah. Well, I bought the vape thing. Yeah. Uh, Cause Becca wanted it and maybe I'll have some, but it's, the thing that I've always disliked about weed is uh, people who smoke it because um, uh, like it's lifestyle choice. Totally fine. That's not the problem. It's that like everything to do with weed sounds stupid and dumb. And if you have to say it in conversation, it sounds really dumb. So right now, the weed that I have in my house was purchased by our producer, Daniel, and he brought it over to the house and it is called Tangy Cookies. And, um, I hate that. I hate every, to, I hate everything say it about out loud. It. It's not yeah. going to say it loud. Oh, is that a, oh, what, what weed do you have? I have tangy cookies. Yeah. No, no. thanks. That's embarrassing. I'm 34. I'm a professional. <laughs> I hate, I hate having to say that. <laughs> It's bullshit. It's the same thing with your fucking vape that I bought. Oh, it's the, called the Da Vinci IQ. Yeah. Well, it's no. actually, well, it's even worse. It's even worse. It's called the Da Vinci Micro, but Micro is spelled M-I-Q-R-O because it's based on their IQ model, which is like the next step up. Jamie, you need to, okay. you need to go to the website for this, like the promotional stuff. Uh, is just it's, it's truly so wild. Funny. It's all My about how you're a genius for smoking weed, yeah. basically. <laughs> Oh wow, my yeah, my crow. Oh, it even looks annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a piece. So that's the thing. I got. I'm gonna. I'm now one of those guys. It's just like, oh man, yeah. I got ripped on tangy cookies last night with my Vinci <laughs> IQ. Like I, I hate myself. So that's number what, two for me. What co What color do you have? All the colors are ugly colors to pick. I from just got too. black because that's what you, I know, okay. you can't. What, okay, you can't go good. wrong with black, yeah. right? I kind of wanted to go for like the blue. I, I I liked the blue one, but Becca mm -hmm. was having none of the none of that. I appreciate that. So, Jamie, your, your number one most embarrassing thing. My final item uh, fits right in with my block. It's right next to my bed right now. It's my Mensa Bulletin magazine. You <laughs> 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 see, this month, Isaac Asimov is on the cover. He made it. There's an ad. <laughs> There's an ad for Nerd Camp on the back. Oh, there. is that where? Is that the thing you went to? There, yes. Okay. yes. Nerd Camp. This is, wow. This, it's always in a horrible city. This year, it's going to be in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, where where like, dreams come true. Yeah. It, 
it's Ugh. horrible. Uh, I've never actually read one of these, but they're, yeah, you get mailed one every month. Uh, and the first one was just like, why? <laughs> the, the first one I received had an article about why people from Mensa should be prioritized in line to like get to go to the moon first when there are moon colonies. Like it's just bullshit. <laughs> actually, I kind of agree with that. I do want them all off the planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's actually a great call. Let uh, us all die in peace. Uh, my number one, John, this one's for you. Okay. Uh, and this is a very uh, Canadian uh, specific, very hockey specific item. Okay. Uh, it is, and it was given to me as a joke for my birthday this year. It is Steve Dangle's book. Oh, Fuck. And yeah, what it's a not piece like of shit. displayed out in out in the apartment, but it is in the apartment. You got to burn that shit, dude. And maybe you can burn it when we do the call in the herd. About I would love Steve to because I haven't I haven't read it. I'm not going to read it because I, I don't know if I told you, but I was texting with our good friend Ryan Lambert and he yeah. said he would come on really for that episode. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. OK, so <laughs> uh, Steve Dangle is like uh, I guess he started out as like a hockey vlogger and now he's on Sportsnet, which is like uh, Canada's version of ESPN, mm-hmm. and he has like shows on there. And he does what it, he has. He does the blooper reel weekly now, and it's called like uh, Dangles. It's called, I wish I was dead. It's called like Dangles Whoopsies or something. It's something really bad. Dear God. Uh, and it made me. It he made me hate sports bloopers. True pile of shit. That's insane. Yeah, so anyway, sports bloopers are the greatest. I have his book. Uh, I'm very ashamed uh, that I have that book, but it's in my it's in my house. So. Uh, I'm sorry to everyone. Okay, let me find John, it. John, what is your number one? Okay, I got to find this, what it was called. Uh, okay, so this is... I don't really... I don't... I honestly, I don't really want to talk about this because people, oh, good. people have opinions about this. Okay, hold on. I got to go get the book. Just give me one sec. Okay. Whoa. Oh, no. This is... I have no idea what this is. Okay. So... This is the thing because people get so people have opinions about this. So I and then this might be just because I'm a teacher, but my honestly, my favorite genre of writing is young adult YA. And the reason and the reason is because I think that a lot of young adult writing combines very good writing with like quick and good storytelling. You almost never get a boring YA book. They're like, well, we know our audience is like teenagers who can't focus. Mm-hmm. So we absolutely, you know, we got to keep the story moving. So I find it's like very engaging stories. And then obviously you have to cherry pick and find like good writing. But if you can find the two to me, that's like a great novel. So I went to Powell's books when we were in Portland and Powell's. I love so much because not only is it's amazing bookstore, but it has a massive young adult section. And one thing that's so yeah. great about Powell's is that they're really good at staff recommendations. So when you go through the all the bookshelves, like in the entire store, and the store is like three stories, it's crazy that they do this, but they have like tons of staff picks in every section. And so last time I went to Powell's, I bought a bunch of YA novels just based on those staff picks. So I'm like, okay, well, I can probably trust those again. So this one was staff recommended. It's called If I'm Being Honest, and it's written by Emily Wibberly and Austin Sigmund Broca. And, uh, you know, I, I should have probably followed the cover, Jamie. I don't know if you can see that, <laughs> but it's a very YA cover. Yes, it is. So what it's supposed to be is it's like a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. So I was like, OK, I love Shakespeare. I love I love retellings of it. I like YA novels. And this, uh, this was a staff pick. Uh, 
I'm like, okay, yes, the cover looks a little bit kind of shitty and cheesy, but like, it's probably good. And they've done these two authors. They're a husband and wife, and they've done a couple other Shakespeare retellings. And I was like, okay, this looks like a good book. I picked it up and, um, yeah, it's a it's a piece of shit for nine year old girls, and uh, <laughs> so it's it's like there, it's not even a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. The only thing that that it is is like so there so in typical retelling fashion, she's reading Taming of the Shrew in her English class, and then realizes oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> she wants to fuck this guy Andrew, and she goes to a prep school because of course she does. It's a young it's a YA novel. Everyone goes to prep schools in YA. Anyway. <laughs> She wants to fuck this guy, Andrew. He doesn't want to because she's mean. So she decides to go on an apology tour like Kate from Taming of the Shrew. But it's not re- like it's not really a retelling of Taming of the Shrew. They just selected one thing from Taming of the Shrew. And then they're like, she's like, oh, I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and be good and apologize to everyone. And then this guy will see that he, I'm actually nice and good and he will like me. Anyway, it sucked, but I did read the whole thing, but Ugh. it was a it was a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, it's very embarrassing that's in my house because the cover looks like this. Uh, so it's pink. It's got like a, a good looking blonde girl on the cover. And I, and can, it looks, I it's like one of those like 23 year olds who you're supposed to think is 15. 100 percent. That's yeah. why I didn't, that's why I didn't feel bad about saying that she's good looking because there's no right. she's, she's clearly she's an adult. Absolutely <laughs> an adult. She's no way she's a teenager. But yeah, it's just uh yeah, the cover says, uh, if I'm being honest, she'll speak her mind, but will she listen to her heart? Anyway, we'll burn this with the Steve Dan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Emily Wiberly and Austin Sigmund Broca, if you're listening to this, uh, do better. You, you two are capable of more. I shouldn't look at their author picks. Anyway, fuck <laughs> off. So anyway, that is, uh, is going to ruin John's day. It's a horribly embarrassing thing I have in my house. Thank you for asking about this once again, Jamie. I do oh, appreciate yes. it. We accrue more horrible shit each year. It's great. Uh, Thank you, uh, everyone, for listening to the episode. Thank you, Jamie, for being here. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, Yeah, my year in Mensa is going to come out as soon as uh, iTunes uh, approves it. Uh, So hopefully, I mean, sometime in in December, it'll be out. Um, and, and then, yeah, just the Bechdel cast is my, uh, feminist movie podcast that comes out every Thursday. Wonderful. And so the, my year in Mensa is that how, how many episodes is that? Is that like a serial thing or? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be four episodes, uh, that are about a half hour, 40 minutes a piece. Um, that's just sort of the story I told you, but with like uh, a bunch of, I did a bunch of research and had people like, uh, have a bunch of quotes and. You know, I'm really selling it right now. Research, quote. Yeah, yeah. you guys know. You Four. guys like research, right? Four episodes. <laughs> In uh, and fantastic. Excellent. And people can follow you on Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Stefan and I have a very brief plug. We will once again be doing trivia at East Van Brewing here in Vancouver on December 16th. Uh, So come on out. We write all the questions ourselves. Uh, It's a totally unique trivia game. uh, And we had a great time last time. We had some listeners out last time. It was a blast. So if you want to check that out, it's 8 p.m. on December 16th here at East Van Brewing. And I think is that that's yeah. It? I, I got to go watch uh, Jack Frost. I think yeah, you yeah. definitely you definitely do. I got to go watch Jack Frost too, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> it's Saturday afternoon. I got nothing better to do. All right, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod. You can donate at patreoncom party and we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.